It's totally predictable, absolutely, from the very beginning to the end. But that's, I think, what makes a rom-com rom-com, right? So it's, it's, <laughs> it was almost trying to do so many things at once that then it just didn't work at all and it just completely flopped. I don't know. I'm, I'm beginning to feel maybe I don't like Ashton Kutcher. Maybe that's the problem. I'm, I'm really struggling to think of a thing I've I'm really loved him in. Struggling to think of a thing that I've seen him in. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. This one just, it just kind of irritated me all the way through. And that's that scene at the airport at the end, that's just like, fuck off. It's just a bit not very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Today we have joining Flix Watcher Mel. Hello, everyone. Bethany. Hello. And as always, Kobe. Hello. And we're going to be talking about your place or mine. Thank you, as always, to the mighty people for the mighty, mighty tunes. And thanks to Ben from Rockwood Audio for his awesome editing skills. Please do remember to write a review and rate us on Apple Podcasts anywhere you can do where you listen to the podcast because it really does help us. And you can join in the conversation with us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod and on Instagram at FlixWatcher. Hello, film fans. Welcome to Flix Watcher Podcast. Our guests today are Mel and Bethany. Over to you, please, Bethany, to tell the listeners a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please. Hi, so my name's Bethany. I'm currently a partner marketing executive at Intelligent Health. I work alongside Mel on our company podcast called Movement is Life. And we are back with season two in May. We've got some fab guests coming up from all different kind of sectors um, and in the meantime, feel free to check out our previous episodes on Spotify or Apple. Um, I've worked on other when personal... You say, when you say fab guests, give, give, us, give an us an example. example. Um, we've, got, <laughs> we've got the ex-director of public health coming on, which is quite exciting. She's quite a knowledgeable lady. If you like a bit of history about toilets and sanitation, I mean, that's Not the place really. to be. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> fascinating stuff. Um, For my... For my GCSE history, I did um, the history of medicine. And a part of that was a lot of that was public health and um, the welfare state mm-hmm. and all these kind of things. So I'm generally, it's, it does. Yeah, it's um, really interesting. interesting that, Definitely. Yeah. She's told us so much already and we've not even like, we are recording with her, but we've not yet. Um, and she gave me and Mel like a mini history lesson in terms of like how Liverpool basically informed London in terms of sanitation and all these interesting things that you should be taught at school and just never are. Um, so yeah, it would be really interesting. Where are you? I was. I was it. Just <laughs> oh, and yeah. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, so I've worked um, across all different kinds of podcasts and in communications. And who are you? Mel, hello. I'm uh, I'm Mel, and I work as a product marketing officer at the same company like Bethany said, Intelligent Health. I'm her partner in crime, uh, <laughs> making this great movement is life podcast. I'm a mother of two and um, wow. I'm really passionate about the health overall and um, that's why I started uh, my extra study becoming a um, um, nutritionist coach. And in terms of guests, are there any interesting guests for your podcast that, that you find uh, that you want to share with us? Yes, actually, um, Kate Dale from Sports England. She, she was with... Um, wasn't it Harriet? Harriet, Harriet, yes, from UK Active. Yeah, that was that was a really great episode. Um, we discussed the Disco Can campaign. 
This Girl Can, yeah, which is a great campaign. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we're here to talk about films today. And you chose, Mel, you chose your place on mine. Can you tell us, first of all, why you chose it? And synopsis in 60 seconds or less. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I picked this movie because um, I like rom-coms. And um, obviously the lead actors were very promising to me. So Reese Witherspoon and uh, Ashton Kutcher. So, and um, why I like rom-coms is because... Um, it just switches off my brain completely. So, uh, and I, I, I always get what I want to. So it's, it's just nothing more, absolutely nothing more from the beginning to the end. That's what rom-coms, I think, um, is great about. Fair enough. Well, do you want to give us the synopsis for this one? Starting now. So basically, after one who got up in the early th- 2000s, um, Debbie, um, played by Reese Witherspoon and Peter played by uh, Ashton Gotcher have um, managed to remain best friends for over 20 years they call each other every single day and claim uh, to share everything every important life event but by the middle of the movie basically we can see that uh, the people in their lives uh, seem to disagree with this and um, the deeper story basically starts when Debbie has to go to New York for a week-long training course but her babysitter uh, uh, obviously cannot look after Jack and her son. And uh, she's so desperate to find someone in the very last minute when uh, Peter offers to fly down to LA and uh, babysit um, uh, Jack in her cottage while opening his house for uh, Debbie to live in. And in the process, they open their lives to each other while they are... That's the timer. You've got you've run out of time for this synopsis. Well, don't worry, we'll talk about it during the course of this film. Uh, so, Bethany, Helen, rom-coms, where do you sit with, Mel says she's she likes rom-coms because she can take her brain out. Where do you guys sit on, on the rom-com uh, spectrum? I do like a rom-com. Like, it is it's very kind of refreshing to just be like, you know what you're going to get. It's very box standard and it's quite easy to watch. I quite enjoyed this one because even though it was quite predictable and quite cheesy, I thought, it kind of did give me that nostalgia and like even when it first started with the annotations being like she had so many layered tops on and things like mm. that like it made me think of when I was like a teenager when I was younger and things like that so that was quite nice and it kind of made me think of films of that time as well like 13 going on 30 and things like that which was nice um I kind of appreciated it but yeah but, Helen. <laughs> so when I started watching a lot of films, I was very snobbish and was like, I don't like rom-coms. And then as I got a bit older, I realised that actually I do really like rom-coms and some of my favourite films are romantic comedies. Um, but I'm now snobbish about which romantic comedies that I like. <laughs> and um, I, I, I don't think I have a high tolerance for um, them generally. I like ones that offer something a little bit maybe slightly out of the ordinary or perhaps maybe romance is not necessarily the central theme to it. Like, for example, like Begin Again, there's kind of like music in it, but it's a romantic comedy. Or I just really like them when like the chemistry is like really, really strong. You didn't feel like here? No. <laughs> I think yeah, thank you for this, yeah, this thank one you for being this was up. a little bit of a dud. Um I mean, it's just such a shame because Reese Witherspoon is great and 
Um, she is great in it, but yeesh. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can agree with you, actually. Absolutely. <laughs> so I didn't feel the chemistry. I expected more, to be honest. But uh, reading some reviews uh, after the movie, uh, I think it was Ashton who... Was he there? Uh, because there didn't seem to be anything yes, behind actually, the eyes. Uh, her, yeah, his his wife, Mila Kunis, also texted him during this whatever scene or after the scene they uh, they shot uh, at the airport. Right. And uh, and he got a message from from Mila uh, saying that guys, you should act like you know people who who likes each other. So. <laughs> That's <laughs> harsh when your wife uh, yeah. is also an actress so. publicly calls so, out your... Indeed, I can agree that the chemistry wasn't there at all or, or not as much as uh, it should have. Yeah, it's one of those things where you know the setup because it's a rom-com, but mm -hmm. even though they, they're apart, it's like, well, they're going to get together at some point and what's going to be that trigger? And really? Okay, fine. Fine. Um, so I, yeah, Reese Witherspoon. We've had her in a couple of films. Uh, Legally here. Blonde, yeah. Wild. So she's yeah. she 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 great in both of those. Mm -hmm. She's been great in TV shows. I've seen Big Little Lies, for example. I think she's fantastic Big in that. And she's driving forward like a, you know, her production company, which is female-led TV shows um, and films. And so it's just, when you when you hear all the kind of good stuff behind people, you just kind of like go, and really, is this 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 the one you chose to come back to? Really? Um, Aston Kutcher, I don't think I've ever rated him in anything. I'm, I'm really struggling to think of a thing I've I'm really loved him in. Struggling to think of a thing that I've seen him in. <laughs> Especially recently. I'm sure you, you say the Valentine's Day, right? I don't know. I haven't was, seen that. It's, it's kind of uh, the holiday kind of movie um, at New Year's Eve. <laughs> no, things like that. I mean, he was in No Strings Attached, which I haven't seen, but and I remember the poster because it's it's quite a funny poster. Um, but you know, I don't know what I've seen with him in. Dude, where's my car? I've seen him in that. Yeah, I didn't like that film. And the Jobs, the, the movie. Yeah, the, he did the he, first. He played Steve Jobs. He did the, the first film. Steve Jobs film after yeah. Steve Jobs died, and yeah. it was poor. Um, yeah, maybe I just don't like Aston Kutcher. But I love Tig Notaro. Like, Tig Notaro, who plays Reese Witherspoon's kind of friend at the school. Um, mm -hmm. I love her and everything she's been. I love her stand-up. I think she's, like, generally amazing. And she, uh, she was kind of reduced to best friend, who was actually kind of, she kind of made it slightly edgy in the way she, yeah. her line deliveries and stuff. But ultimately, I don't... I think she was kind of wasted in this. Um, Steve Zahn, I think he's someone that's generally quite cool when I enjoy seeing on TV. Um, films. It was good in um, the first season of White Lotus, for example. And this is like some it's sort of playing Owen Wilson in this. It's like they wanted Owen Wilson, but they couldn't <laughs> afford him. <laughs> um, so it just wasn't. It just didn't hit a lot of places. And I, when it when it started, and they were doing that, yeah, I, how do I know it's early two thousands? I thought they were going to do that thing all the way through with the, with the type coming through, which I thought I thought actually this is going to be irritating to do all the way through. And then they didn't, and I was like. So why did you start doing that if you then completely removed it from the whole storyline? And then you have this thing with her best friend, well, his ex, one of his exes, which he dumps after six months, who comes into the picture and then helps out Reese Witherspoon for reasons. Mm. Um, because she's got no skin in the game now. She realises that they're in love. I'm like, what? what is her point in the storyline apart from just to mm. maybe give her a kick? I don't, I don't know. I, there's a lot of, I didn't like. 
the main thing I didn't like, which irritates me when I see it, is when his apartment is against the backdrop of that bridge. I don't know which one, Brooklyn, Manhattan, whatever. And it's like the worst CGI background in the entire world. It's just like, <laughs> there's no way that's where he lives. It just looks the worst in the entire world. It just looks, the, and when it, when stuff like that takes me out of the picture, then I'm really not interested in, in the film. I know I'm not interested in the film, um, which is a shame because I like Witherspoon. I like Tig Notaro. I like Steve Zahn. I'm just like. <sighs> yeah, I, I think, I think the, sorry. Scriptwriter. Script, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he wrote, probably wanted to uh, just tick off all the items on the list of rom-com, you know, yeah. how to make. <laughs> and, and just, um, actually they, they did, did a good job with it. So we can tick it off, to be honest. So having loads of calls and different uh, scenes, uh, having the, the big uh, scene at the airport, having scenes you know in the bathroom and um yeah things like that so there's a kid a blondie <laughs> and uh also a handsome guy obviously so it's it's totally predictable absolutely from the very beginning to the end um but that's i think what makes a rom-com rom-com right so it's, it's just I, mean, I don't know i think um, it's predictable it's Yes, I can agree. It, um, it, it could have been funnier <laughs> somehow. somehow. Uh, but Steve's are actually, I, I think, or, or, more, or more romantic <laughs> if the chemistry works. Yeah, indeed. And we, we've um, had quite a few rom-coms on here where, which have been like led by, ne- have been Netflix rom-coms, like Always Be My Maybe, for example, which is, which is really good fun. And The Half of It, that was another kind of yeah. Netflix-y um, rom-com-y. Rom-com. But I think Netflix can do well with these rom-coms. And I think, it's, like I say, it's, it's quite nice just to, like I say, take your brain out and then just enjoy what's what's going on. I mean, our highest rated film joint top is When Harry Met Sally. But that's that's like the pinnacle of like mm. all films, not just like rom-coms. Yeah, I don't know. This one just, it just kind of irritated me all the way through. And that's that scene at the airport at the end, I was just like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think also with this one, it's... It's sort of like a, a, a the the story is like the the could have had romance like will they get back together, but then also it's like kind of like a, a crap version of the holiday with like a house swap, mm-hmm. and it's like is it a house swap where they swap houses and fall in love with the person in that location, or is it a reunited thing because it's sort of doing both at the same time, yeah. and it's like doesn't need to be this complicated like why <laughs> why have you kind of complicated it in in that way and there was a couple of things as well like the sort of the the reveal of how they find out that they do actually love each other as if it wasn't that obvious is she kind of like breaks into his secret novel and breaks into some of his hidden mementos and stuff which is I don't really like that. I know it's kind of played for laughs, but I kind of feel as though we're moving on from kind of stalkerish and um, slightly dodgy behaviour when we're talking about romance and um, being honest with people. So, yeah, it's a, that and just the lack of honesty. And also at the end, I was like, oh, my God, they've wasted 20 years of their life. Like 20 <laughs> years has gone by. And yeah. it could have been so easy for them just to had a conversation properly because this whole thing is like oh we know each other really really well we talk all the time and then 
they're like, well, actually, we don't really know each other. And we don't really know that much about each other. So I was like, what is this film? What <laughs> Do they know each other or don't they? Like, do they find out that they don't actually like each other? It's just a bit, it's just a bit not very good. And I was actually looking, <laughs> the director was actually the writer for the Devil Wears Prada, 27 Dresses, which I absolutely love, mm. Cruella, and We Bought a Zoo, like, I quite like that as well. But these are all like really good, really good films, films yes. that have been written yeah. really well. And this is the first one that they've directed. Um, mm. So maybe did they, did they write it as well? Yes, they wrote, produced, and directed this. Whereas previously mm. they've only ever written. So I, I wasn't familiar. So it's Aileen Brosh McKenna, which I I don't know that, but obviously I know the films that um, she has written. So given that sort of history. I think probably we were expecting a lot more from this, I think. Bethany, what what do you make of, I don't know, let's pick out anything from the film that you found positive. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it did have good intentions. Like Mm. when I first started watching it, I thought I'm going to really enjoy this. And then it just didn't, it didn't hit the things I wanted it to hit. And I think kind of how you were saying it just kind of, it was almost trying to do so many things at once that then it just didn't work at all and it just completely flopped. I don't know. I'm I'm beginning to feel maybe I don't like Ashton Kutcher. Maybe that's the problem because it's I don't know. Fun. Yeah, I think we're just an anti-Ashton club. <laughs> I'm trying to, it, it had promise. I feel like I kind of, at the end, I was a bit disappointed because it was so, it felt quite forgettable to me and quite generic when... It was something that I'd had in my watch list to watch and I hadn't got around to it. And I was like, oh, I'm excited to actually see it. And it kind of like sold it a bit as being something else as well, I think. So I saw a trailer before seeing it, which sometimes I don't like doing. Mm. Um, but it just, I, I can't find a positive. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'll start with a, yeah. one positive. I quite liked Reese having that that dalliance with the, um, with the, with the book publisher guy i thought that was quite yeah. i thought it was quite a nice jesse williams yeah 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 from Grey's anatomy yeah yeah poor guy <laughs> absolutely which season of Grey's? because i haven't watched like too many seasons of Grey's anatomy so this i know and my wife's watching it now it's like season Jackson 30 or something insane yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to come into it quite later on then let's get off Grey's anatomy um yeah so- <laughs> anyway so back to the movie yeah so <laughs> yeah his character is quite well not a surprise probably yeah um, I mean, but, um, he was nice to look at. Like, that's a positive. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, he what? he could have been Probably a better the- romantic lead than Ashton Kutcher. Like, there's, there's mm. more... Yeah, they the kind of had, like, more chemistry in, like, Indeed. that short fake romance thing than, mm. the, the, you know, the Ashton did for the whole film. So I just think maybe trimmed down a bit with a better lead, it, it might not have been... <laughs> A less convoluted story. Yeah. I also liked how she potentially got to change her career into something a bit more interesting if she if she accepted her their role as a writer or as an editor. I don't know. I'm trying to pull I'm trying to pull things out of the bag here. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to say before we head to the scores? We can leave it here if you want to. <laughs> I think the scores will be quite telling. Yeah. <laughs> poor, okay. Poor I have to give higher scores. <laughs> let's well let's head to the scores. Welcome to the Flixwatcher scores. The scores are always out of five. You may have decimal places. And we will start with you, please, Mel, with your recommendability. 
I like this rom-com because uh, it ticked off everything on a rom-com list. So I give 4.5. What? Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel this movie needs this hype. Sure. Okay. Of course. Uh, Bethany. I think I'm going to give it a 2.8 for recommendability because it's quite generic for me. It's an easy watch, which is nice. And you could put it on and do something else at the same time. Um, and I feel like it's nice maybe for a Sunday afternoon where you don't really need to pay attention, but it's something to do. Fair, fair enough. Uh, Helen? I'm going to give it a two. Uh, Reese deserves better than this. And I think rom-com fans deserve better than this, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, let's go for 2.1, just to be slightly different. Um, <laughs> we've seen before... We've, we've seen like high scoring rom-coms that don't have a star person attached to it with better with better chemistry we can just do better and yeah as this with the, with the people involved it should be better genuinely repeat viewing score mel yes this is interesting so um yeah i would watch it again on a rainy day probably during a winter so uh i would <laughs> <laughs> That sounded like a song lyric. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, 3.8. Bethany? I would give it 2.4. I'm not really sure I'd watch it again. Um, not for a while, at least. And I don't really feel like I could get much more out of the plot than I already got the first time. Um, yeah. I quite like... I did, I did quite like the actor who played... Aston Kutcher's ex-girlfriend who became Reese's friend. I quite like her act the actor. I thought she did a good job with what she what she was there for. Um normally I don't like those kind of actors, those characters who like say, no, you have to dress up for this thing or you have to do this. But I thought she did I thought she wasn't too imposing. I thought she had good intentions behind everything. And I thought when she realised that she wasn't get, gonna get back with Ashton, that it wasn't really a problem. It was just more mm. like, no, you guys belong together. It's not me. It's like you you need to sort yourselves out. That's another good thing for the film. Anyway, sorry, Helen. Sorry, I had to say, otherwise I would have forgotten. I mean, again, they had good chemistry on screen. They kind of had yeah. that kind of... Well, Reese and Reese yeah. that act, yeah. Um, there, there's just no way this film needs to be like an hour and 51 minutes. It is it is long. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to watch this again. So a one from me on this one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't see myself watching it again. Um, I'm going to go for 0.5. If a wife had it on in the lounge and I walked in, I might, and there's a scene which is mildly interesting, I might stay for that bit and then I'll probably get out. Small screen score. Mel. Um, I think basically this rom-com works on each platform. Uh, a small phone or your <laughs> huge, huge <laughs> TV. Um, it doesn't matter. I think so it's, because there's well the the CGI works well you know you can you can see the the lovely Brooklyn well? Bridge I mean no well on <laughs> basically uh, these platforms so it's um, um, so so what's your score then the score is yeah three point eight okay Bethany I think I'd go two point eight. Because I feel like it actually works quite well not being in the cinema. 
maybe just to reconfigure just to let the small screen score if it's a high if it's a high small screen score you think it works well on a tv or or laptop with a small low small screen score is like something you need to watch in the cinema so like gravity for example okay. um that, i wrote my gravity. dissertation on gravity well there you go so I'll, I'll, I'll never watch gravity <laughs> on anything other than the largest cinema screen i can get in front of um so yeah just just to reconfigure mm. yeah i think 2.8 um, Still 2.8 okay yeah but it kind of made me nostalgic for like getting a video out or like a dvd and it just made me think of being really young and that kind of i don't know vibe of watching like going to blockbuster and getting like a video or something for the weekend these all um, sound like you want quite high small screen score based on what you're saying i don't may, want to obviously yeah. push you towards that but yeah. maybe i'll round it up to a three yeah i'll, I'll go up <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try to be Helen. nice because <laughs> I mean, I'd be horrified if you paid money to see this at the cinema. I mean, it's this is this is the kind of film that you can watch on Netflix and not be angry because you've only just watched it at home and you haven't spent fifteen pounds on a cinema ticket. So um, I'm going to give it a five for small screen. Yeah, I'm going to five small screen as well. There's no need to watch this. There's no really good soundtrack to it. There's no good special effects. There's no atmosphere, <laughs> so yeah, this is this is perfect for watching at home if you want to watch it. Uh, engagement score, Mel. Um, oh yeah, I watched it in one go, so basically it engaged me. Let's say three point eight. Sure, I love this score. Definitely. I think I'm going to go for two point five because. I wasn't like overly engaged with it, but like I had an interest, but I did find myself kind of doing other things whilst I was watching it. So I wasn't fully immersed. But you said about having on in the background whilst you're doing other yeah. things, right? So. And I kind of did that, so. <laughs> what? Even though you're preparing to watch <laughs> I know. and review a film on this. <laughs> I had such good day. intentions and then I just, I couldn't. It's like, I my attention wavered and yeah. <laughs> Uh, Helen? You know what? I can't remember if I watched this in one or two sittings. I know I paused it at one point as if to say, how much is left? It's like half an hour. I was like, oh, yoy. oh really? Um, yeah, sorry. 1.5. Um, I was, I mean, I, moderately engaged because um, I was kind of like, it's not like a car crash. I was just like, is this really what's happening now? Oh, this is how they're going to get together. Fine. Sure. Good. Okay, fine. Thank you very much for that film. Uh, so it was kind of, <laughs> uh, it was there. I was, I was, I mean, I think I was just zoning in and out, really. I wasn't um, doom scrolling or anything, which is a term I've learned recently. Um, so I'm going to go for engagement score of 2.5. Uh, gives an overall score of 2.88750, which is higher than I thought it was going to be. Mel holding up the uh, average scoring with uh, just under four average, uh, 3.9750. Uh, myself, Bethany, and Helen around the 2.5 mark uh so mel really champing in <laughs> the film of course um we have some tweets don't we on on this film i believe 
We did indeed. So do follow us, guys, on Twitter. We are at FlixWatcherPod, and we do talk about films on Netflix in general, but also just to look out for tweets like this where we ask for your opinions of the films we're about to review. Uh, look out for tweets saying something like this. We're reviewing Your Place on Mine with Bethany uh, and Mel from Intelligent underscore Hit. Have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts and score our five stars for an on-air shout-out. Uh, so we had a couple of messages, but we're only going to read one because one person just tweeted their own review from before. They couldn't even be bothered to write short tweet mel do you want to take the one from audi yeah so um would says that fairly predictable and a bit cheesy but a good watch nonetheless not as good as the holiday though yeah, well, yeah straight away the holiday comparisons more so we we have had the holiday on here as well guys so if you do want to watch a rom-com or listen to us talking about a rom-com of sorts um then we you know scroll down our feed or search the holiday flix watcher and you'll be able to listen to it straight away mel beth thank you bethany sorry i should say thank you very much for joining us today and um, i know we kind of laid into your place on mine a bit but it's all in good jest and i don't think anyone really is going to suffer from from this can you tell us everyone where we can find you online and we'll say goodbye to the listeners so you can find our podcast movement is life on spotify or apple or you can head over to our website www.intelligenthealth.co.uk or you can send us an email podcast at intelligenthealth.co.uk Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, guys. Bye. 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 Enjoyed this episode of Flix Watcher Podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher Pod on Twitter and we're at Flix Watcher on Instagram. Thanks as always to the mighty people for their mighty, mighty tunes and Rockwood Audio's editing skills. If you're looking to get your podcast edited as sweet as this, get in touch with Rockwood, R-O-K-K Wood Audio. Tell them Flix Watcher sent you. just heard a stripped media production.